You can hear me for miles and 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 miles. No matter what I accomplish in this sport, you know, no matter how big or how small, whatever I accomplish, I want it to be from right here at home in St. Louis. From right here at home in St. Louis. From right here at home in St. Louis. Right here at home in St. Louis. Right here at home in St. Louis. From Nine Mile Studios in beautiful Afton, Missouri. Welcome to the right lane. Today we welcome contender in the UFC featherweight division and future champ champ, St. Louis' own, the sniper, Sean Woodson. Say goodbye to the old guy, back cause I'm too fly to ever fall off. King of my city, still running with the gritty. Yeah, right. <laughs> for the crown, tell them bitches I'm come like, trying not to fanboy out and shit. Oh man, I didn't know about this. Uh, but but you are somebody who's proven me to be 100% fucking correct. So, oh yeah, you've been supporting me since day one, for, bro. For that alone, uh, I appreciate. Always sending positive vibes my way, man. No, it's you, you. You send out that shit, man. You get back what you send out in life. That's for, that's what I believe. I I'm, I believe that too. Okay. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the right lane. Danny, how's it going? What's up with you, man? How you doing? Got Silent Dave. Standby Steve. Super fan, super fan. Super fan Steve. And uh, awesome, awesome guest today. Amateur boxing journey started at eight years old. Went on to have a 46-3 and amateur record. Pro debut was in kickboxing 2015 at heavyweight 225 pounds. <laughs> I was there. Undefeated as a regional pro, fighting in MMA before appearing in Dana White's Contender Series, winning via highlight flying knee. Now a rising star in the UFC, especially after last weekend's incredible performance, where he got robbed of performance of the night bonus. <laughs> Today, we're delighted to have St. Louis's own Sean Woodson on the show. Thanks for being here, Sean. Oh, thank you guys for having me. What's up? You guys got my Wikipedia? Po- I didn't even know I had a Wikipedia. This is my first got, time seeing this. We, we, we got all information on you that you don't even know about. That's crazy. This is, uh, yeah, Nine Mile Studios, man. We got it all over here. They got the whole rundown of me up there. You didn't wow. know you had a Wikipedia? I, bull, I bullshit you not. This is my first we time We just made this. it this morning, actually. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> can make a Wikipedia, right? <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. But it, gets, oh, okay. it gets fact-checked and stuff, though, so if it's wrong, they'll put the right information. Somebody will fact-check it and yeah. put the right information out. So you can do things like that, uh-huh. but somebody else fixes it. Oh, okay. So they, they say nobody ever reached out to me about this or nothing. <laughs> you, I had no clue. You didn't give them the the okay on that. No, I thought. Well, nah. you might have to double check it, make sure it's accurate. Yeah, I might have to go back well, over that, this. That's how famous you've gotten. Damn, I should get my own Wikipedia. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, what do you think about the intro song? I love it. This is what I walked out to my last song. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Coincidence? Yeah, I love it. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah, Sean. So, uh, yeah, just. Uh, Two weeks ago, not quite two weeks ago, man, on ESPN, everybody got to see it. I definitely watched it. We watched it here, um, actually. With Mike Rogers. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's what uh, that's what my man right here was telling me. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool that you and Mike uh, Rogers all watched it. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, man. He's, uh, he's a big fan, by the way. That's super cool. Yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, I know that, you know, there's a bunch of drama here in the yeah. St. Louis MMA yeah. community. But, yeah, I've seen Mike a ton of times at shows, and he always shows me love. Yeah, me and him got a, a solid relationship for I, sure. I was trying to save this till later and stuff, but uh, I'm just going to jump ahead. Mike said something that was uh, 
I, that's I've like very, agreed with very much uh, that Sean has the potential to be the St. Louis ambassador for MMA for fighting the 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 face of St. Louis sports town pretty much because of uh, the person that Sean is and the skill set that you, that you have. Uh, what do you think when you hear so, something like that from somebody like Mike Rogers, who where we're from is pretty high praise? Yeah, that that's that's huge compliments, man. Like Mike is a legend here in uh, Missouri MMA, you know, OG in the game. And yeah, super well respected. And you know, like I said, there's you know, like anywhere, you know, St. Louis has got the you know drama in the MMA community or whatnot. But yeah, to hear Mike say good things about me is is super cool. You know, I, I respect that guy a lot, and to you know know that he uh, respects me is just you know awesome. Do you feel uh any added pressure to that? I uh, you just take that stuff like that in stride. You're just happy to have that. Like, do you feel any added pressure that the city's kind of like I ain't gonna say banking on you or but they're rooting for you for sure but yeah like you could you possibly could be the face of st louis like way uh anybody that's came out of here in combat sports in a long time yeah i mean in you know in, in a humble way i feel like you know i am you know uh you know we've had past guys from st louis like you know tyron woodley this and but you know he's no longer in the ufc we got other people that are uh from st louis but no longer train here in st louis that are in the ufc and, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm the only guy, you know, from St. Louis, still here in St. Louis, that does his training camps in St. Louis in the UFC. So, yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, yeah, I'm the one representing St. Louis every time. You're you're definitely representing St. Louis like a billboard with the tattoo you've got. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, 100%. And, and, and I appreciate the shit out of that. So yeah. I got to get this thing touched up, man. They chew me up alive on Instagram about <laughs> this. I mean, I don't really care, but I've been meaning to get it touched up for so long. It's just, you know, I'm, I train so much that, and, you know, I'm not going to spend that, that expensive, you know, all that money to get this tattoo touched up and then mess it up in training. So I just got to find the time to take, like, you know, two, three weeks off to get this finished. But, yeah, I'm uh, proud of St. Louis. So I wear it right here up on front. How old were you when you got that? Oh, man, I think I was 16 or 17 when oh, I got this. Just a baby. Yeah, 16 or 17. A lot of my tattoos I got early on, like in my homeboy's kitchen and shit. And <laughs> yeah, like just in places where I shouldn't have been getting tattoos. <laughs> but, yeah, I got a lot of these young. I haven't got tattooed in, like, God, five, six years. I'm kind of scared. I forgot what it feels like. So when did you uh, – you said you were 16 and stuff. Uh, when did you, re- like, believe that this is what you were going to do? Like, when did you, like – uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do this because you used to be at heavyweight and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, when did you like decide that this was the moment? I, I had seen in a, a show that you had talked about. You had a conversation with yourself. Was it at that moment or was it before then? That this is what you wanted to do. So I knew from uh, a, a tiny tot that this is what I wanted to do. You know, I, I had my first box match when I was eight years old, and my my mind was made up then that I was gonna be a fighter, but the sole focus then was boxing. And yeah, I, uh, you know, had an extensive amateur boxing background, like you guys said, and. It wasn't until I seen Forrest Griffin versus Stephen Bonner. I actually came home one night uh, after boxing and just scrolling through the channels and strolled upon Stephen uh, Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin like halfway through the first round and just being glued to the TV and being like, holy shit, what is this? And, you know, fell in love with it right off the bat. Didn't exactly switch over to MMA right then. I still continued boxing for a few years, but it was in my head. I was like, I think I might want to, you know, put boxing to the side and focus on this MMA and do that. Then got into a real bad car accident when I was 15 or 15 or 16 and couldn't drive on the highway anymore because we were doing like some court legal stuff type thing. They had private investigators following me, couldn't drive on the highway. My mom, but I knew I still wanted to fight, didn't want to give that up. 
my mom found Matt Hughes' hit squad. They had dorm rooms at the time. So I ended up moving over there, living in the dorm rooms, training MMA. And, uh, yeah, that's crazy story in itself. I was, you know, a heavyweight at, at this time, getting, you know, mangled by little 125ers and, uh, yeah, t- t- taking MMA. Uh, Matt Hughes' place closed down. I moved back home. And th- at that point, and then when I was at Matt Hughes, you know, everybody, you know, would give me high praises about my striking and stuff. And, you know, it kind of all went to my head. You know, like I, I knew that this was still what I wanted to do. And, like, you know, I was training with guys who were in the UFC at the time and uh, doing pretty well against them, even though, you know, I didn't have any ground game. And, yeah, like I said, I kind of, uh, yeah, let it get to my head. Like in my head, I, I knew that, you know, I wanted to be in the UFC and that this is what I wanted to do in my life. But I kind of was like, uh, eh, I get to it when I get to it. Like, you know, hit squad had closed down. I went back home and started just bullshitting, man, hanging out with my homies and stuff, just wasting a lot of time and just uh, knew I was talented, but I wasn't putting the hard work with the talent. And, uh, yeah, I kind of like like you had mentioned, Danny, I kind of like had a conversation with myself. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm talented, but, you know, I got to put the hard work with it. You know, all these people were like, you know, oh, you're going to do these great things. You're going to go so far. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And I'm like, well, shit, it's kind of time for me to put my foot on the gas and do it. Yeah. Uh, apply it. You yeah, know what basically. I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. A lot of people have those feelings where they can do something. It's just a matter of taking those steps. And some of those steps aren't only at the gym. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we heard uh, from Matt Owen. Um, my boy. Some, some of your... Uh, uh, you, he said you're very regimented, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I uh, a lot of people follow you on social media. Um, the 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 diet, uh, I mean that 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 played a huge part in uh, in your career, yeah. especially so far because you were a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, how I don't know of a story of a heavyweight who's who then went down to featherweight and was competitive. That's not crazy. Yeah, not, not at this level. Yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. It was a hell of a journey, man. Like. I never should have been a heavyweight. Never should have got that big. I only got that big because, like I said, I was just bullshit, man. Drinking way too much, smoking way too much weed, just eating whatever I wanted, fast food every single day. I graduated high school. I was like uh, 170 pounds or something like that. Ended up getting up to like 220. So you were you were living like a normal uh, young adult. Yeah, and and still trying to compete. And then, um, yeah, so, yeah, like, when I started early on boxing, I was, you know, real serious about that, real focused, training, you know, every day, all day. And then, like I said, after high school and after uh, my little stint at Hit Squad, and I came back home and just really had some down, too much downtime, no real direction or structure. I kind of, you know, like, just went off the hinges and, I guess, catching up for what I missed out on, I guess, is a good way to put it. And just, yeah. uh, Making up for lost time. Basically, yeah, and just, you know, kicking it, you know, too much all the time gaining a, a bunch of weight and then uh another big part of it was too i was uh you know kind of ha- real hard on myself like i don't know if you guys heard the saying of like you know focusing on i can't rem- remember the exact saying like uh you know the other person's grass or the grass is greener on the other side or some shit like that <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah so i i was like at this time i'm like 23 24 might have been 25 or something like that and you know i'm seeing other guys who are like you know 20 21 in the UFC and stuff and just 
feeling sorry for myself like oh man you know you're bullshitting you know that should be you you should be there you should be there and was real down on myself about that and then uh yeah i was just real hard on my i wouldn't say i was depressed so much but i was just real down on myself about the fact that uh i wasn't where i felt like i should be yeah you knew you could have been somewhere else something was holding you back and it was 100%. probably it was you 100 percent. yes right. you, yeah you hit it on the money yeah i was i was holding myself back and i was just real you know mad about my mad at myself about that and yeah, I was just really stuck on the fact that I had wasted time, wasted time. But what it clicked for me was I was just like, you know what? Instead of sitting around being so you know upset about the time that I've wasted and what I should have done, duh, 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 I'm just going to make the best of what the time I got now. That's a carpe diem moment right fucking there. It sure there. is, man. I'm we should let right you do there. a carpe diem yeah. segment uh, with, with just that that lesson alone. No, and we talked about it on the show a few times in the past that uh, – there's certain athletes. I mean, there's a lot of gifted people in this world, talented mm -hmm. people, but their work ethic rarely matches the talent right. they have. So when you when you get somebody who that Kobe Bryant mentality that I'm gonna kill everything in sight, I'm gonna put in extra time, extra miles, mm -hmm. extra setups, whatever I gotta do to be the best in the world, best but the best me I can be, mm -hmm. and I believe that'll be the best in the world. You do that. Uh, I, I I always thought you were, but you people don't know that you kickbox my brother mm -hmm. at heavyweight and stuff like that, and. Uh, my my brother's not like the most technical savvy person, but he's fast. He's he fit like he, he's quick and he hits hard. You didn't give him you got touched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't even think he, <laughs> I don't even think he touched you. And that was the moment uh, I remember in the back. You might not even remember this, but I, they was talking about you moving down the weight, and I was like, "What weight you going to? What weight you going to?" And you were just looking at me, and I was like, "No, no, stay at the, stay at two five, stay at two yeah. five, whatever it was." And uh, Jared was like, "Oh, you want to fight him?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And you just you looked at me and you was like. Fuck it, man. Whatever. I'll stay here. We can run it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to bring that up at some point, too. So, it's, you know, it's crazy. I'm here doing this podcast right now. I literally started my pro career, like, you know, me mugging you in the back, me and you about to get into it and fighting your boy. So, yeah, now, yeah, it's crazy. But I, I remember how you were look, how you said it, though. It wasn't like, uh, it, it, it wasn't arrogant. It wasn't like, I'm going to kick yeah. your ass. It was I, I, the belief in myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you're also one of those few pe people in, in any of sports that is, uh, I don't want to say arrogant is the word, but but you're very confident in what you, but humble at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a hard mix too uh, to come by. Yeah, I uh, yeah, confidence is key in this, and but at the same time, you know, I really believe in karma, and I feel like if uh, you know, I don't, I just I'll just be truthful and honest. Like I said, I a hundred percent believe in myself, believe in my skills up up against anybody, but you know, I try to at the same time remain humble because I feel like if I don't that. Not so much somebody else will get me or do something to me, but like karma will get me, you know. So I just try to, yeah, I just try to stay humble, but at the same time, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm as confident as they come, you know. But yeah, I just feel like you know, as long as I know that, that I don't really have to uh, really, you know, broadcast it that much. Uh, so so I, I assume you don't you don't have those same feelings, uh, like like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Like you've kind of like kind of. Uh, squared the 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 edges you know as you, yeah. you know you know what you're doing now you've got a regimen and some of your regimen is uh oh, danny what is in this motherfucking oat what is it what is sean what is sean's oatmeal <laughs> all right so yeah like yeah diet was huge uh for me you know to get down in this weight and i had to really like embrace the healthy lifestyle and yeah i enjoy eating healthy now because you know i just enjoy the way it makes me feel but yeah uh a couple of training camps my nu my nutritionist uh jacob shear he had me on uh, three eggs, three whole eggs, and oatmeal in the morning. And you know, he even said, as long as you're eating clean, you can, uh, you know, you can eat 
a lot more quantity and like you know eat um i'm a fan of that yeah eat more stuff you know if you're eating you know shitty food you can only eat so much and it'll you know blow you up but if you're eating good stuff you can eat more than people think and yeah so he started telling me all these things i can add to my oatmeal and so like yeah i eat oatmeal every single morning uh i do you know honey cinnamon throw some peanut butter in there some mixed fruit banana uh granola and you know i can just really change how it up. big is this bowl it ain't that big bro <laughs> i do uh i do 60 grams of oats and then yeah it's I not mean, too big you just name like the whole f- f- section of fruit a little bit there. of each yeah, a little bit of each but yeah i, I did I, I did the oatmeal for like two camps and um you know af- outside of five camp i would you know abandon it and start eating you know bullshit in the morning but then i started you know i loved it so much that i just i eat it year round all day every day i probably ate the same breakfast for Five six years now straight. Oh, since since you eat the same thing all the time, are you really picky about it? Like um, like certain what do you brand. Mean? Like uh, well, no, oh. no, like like the bananas and stuff. Like these bananas ain't good enough. Like well, like, I try to. I also, I, yeah, I'm real big on organic everything. Like, okay. I try. I try to do organic everything. You know, all these has a very good organic selection. Outside of all these, it gets pretty expensive, but. That's what I, uh, you know, I'm pretty frugal with my money. Like if I do, if I am going to spend some money, it's going to be on good food. So yeah, I eat organic everything as much as possible. And for you suburban people, that is all these with an S, all these with an S. I don't care what anybody ever tells you or what the sign on the motherfucking board says. <laughs> that is all these with an S. I promise you, ain't Doesn't nobody have an S. I, I, yes, it does. Thank you very much. I it's not it Aldi. Did. It's Aldi. Some people, people I, yeah, some people call it Aldi. I, I oh, just, it's all. It probably is Aldi. It, it is Aldi, but that's not oh, what it is. It's not. It is Aldi. That's what we call it. My wife and I have this discussion all the time. She's like, "I'm going to Aldi." I'm like, "What the hell is that? Ain't nobody shops at Aldi. It's Aldi's. That, that's where you shop at, girl." You, yeah, you I call get her it. in line, man. <laughs> yeah, I do Aldi's with an S too. Yeah, that's what it is. We're from St. Louis. And then, uh, so eggs, turmeric. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I put turmeric on my eggs every morning. I can't begin to tell you how many messages I get on Instagram about why my eggs look like that. You know, like <laughs> what the hell are you putting on there? What is turmeric? It's a spice. Uh, it's old sp- ancient spice from like India. It's uh has anti inflammatory uh properties. Yeah, stuff. it's supposed to be it's real supposed to have a bunch of benefits to it and uh yeah, like helps it with stuff that inflammatory Lane stuff yeah. that Lane reads but doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I don't know. I need to get some of this oatmeal. And <clears throat> you should uh, you should put out your own line of oatmeal. I think that's what it sounds like. Hey, maybe later on down the line. I got it like a, a specific recipe on my Instagram. If you like scroll through, like, you'll probably find like it. Like all the other athletes want to be on Wheaties. You can be on Quaker Oats. Yeah, I love that. The first athlete on Quaker Oats. Supply me with a lifetime supply of oats. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of money on oats. So that performance against uh, Colin Anglin. Uh, I bet you were uh, you were totally prepared for that. You were uh, probably uh, expecting more of uh, more takedown uh, attempts from him, maybe or yeah, yeah. I really was, man. I was I was prepared to uh, you know for a, a, a tough fight, you know, to fight all three rounds hard. Uh, you know, if you watch his prior fights, you know that dude is a dog. He comes forward a lot and uh, is known to be you know real durable and tough. And I definitely uh, you know I was coming for the finish, like I've said in my other views. I was coming for the finish 100, percent but. You know, I didn't expect it to come in the first round. I think you broke his spirit early. Uh, the, the the takedown that didn't happen against the cage and mm-hmm. stuff, uh, Matt said something about you told him that when you tied up, you, you knew. I think he he knew too. Yeah. And, th- and then them hands on his, like the forehead punch. I don't know if you how many times you've watched it, but you hit him with a four, just a jab. I think it was mm-hmm. a jab to the head. And he looked like he just was, all right, I'm cool. Yeah, I landed some stiff jabs right off the bat that I could tell, like, really surprised him that I was able to touch him from so far away. Halfway across the cage. Yeah. <laughs> how, how long did you practice that finger wag? 
So uh, I, dude, I didn't even man, practice that. You are going to be known for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what all my teammates are telling me. So yeah, like when I spar, I do stuff like that all the time. Like that's just me being me. But yeah, I did not. I don't remember consciously making the decision to do that in the fight. Like in the back as we're walking around and I'm getting checked by the doctors and stuff. Uh, my boy Jordan Dowdy shows me on his phone like the highlight that the UFC got up real fast to that. And I didn't even realize it was me. Like when he first flashed him and I seen, you know, pointing and going in for the kill, I was like, damn, that's dope. I thought that was a fight that was going on after mine. And then, yeah, when it hit me that it was me, I'm like, damn, that's even cooler. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so when, when did you know to commit to the body? Uh, Again, right early on, like after I hit him with a few stiff jabs, I hit him with a teep kick, actually. So a lot of people just focused on like the hands to the body. But there was a teep kick early on that he kind of made a wince and like sucked in some air. And I knew that that kind of hurt him to the body. Did you smell any poop? <laughs> no, no. But I know I definitely was tearing that stomach up, though. But yeah, that, that first teep kick to the body hurt him early on. And I had a strong feeling. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to finish this fight with uh, shots to the body. Has anybody compared you to the to Nate Diaz? Yeah, I've got the I've got the Diaz comparison quite a bunch with the volume. Well, just the whole everything like you're like the the way nicer version. Yeah. <laughs> of the Diaz, like you're, you're the same stylist uh, style. You're a very stylistic fighter, like the with hand movements and gestures and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, I, there's a lot of similarities between you and Nate for sure. Oh yeah, I complete. I I appreciate the comparison for sure. Yeah, I feel like we uh got a lot of similarities. You know, I think I feel like we got uh you know the same the same mindset i guess you would say or the same pathways of thinking type deal and uh you know he's not i mean it's funny that i'm saying this like i'm totally cool with this and fine with this but like i feel like you know he doesn't really care for doing too much media you know that's not my thing you know either i like to focus solely on the fight i'm all about the fight all this other stuff surrounding you know like you know these instagram followers and the fame and all that like i don't i don't care for that at all the, i'm not the diaz brothers that. are deceivingly uh regimented themselves yeah, I mean they don't yeah. just sit around and smoke weed, ladies right. and gentlemen. Those guys are triathlon. Yeah, like, I, yeah, just, I, that's pretty easy to do, though, right? <clears throat> anybody, can, anybody can do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like yeah, with they, enough turmeric, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> In that way, I'm kind of like compared to the Diaz's. I kind of similar to the Diaz's too, where you know people probably don't think I'm as regimented as I am, and you know they probably you know uh, I don't think they think that no more. Well, I, yeah, I, now they probably I, are I aware. Think the secrets out, brother. Yeah, <laughs> so, now sorry. I think they're aware for sure. <laughs> Uh, for sure, you looked a lot. Uh, you looked a lot bigger in this fight. Your mm -hmm. shoulders, you're looking a lot more toned, muscular, and stuff like that. We had noticed it before we even talked to Matt and stuff. We were talking with Rogers about it. Uh, was there anything different that you did to your diet? Matt said he talked a little bit about your workout. If you want to hint on that too, uh, how did you put on so much muscle? So uh, yeah, uh, so the fact that I fight at 145 and like I walk around at about 75. I, uh, I'm always, you know, real strict about my weight cut and real, uh, not worried about it, but just, I just want to make sure that I'm on par. So, uh, I'm like, I constrict before a mistake I was making was I was constricting my calories a little bit too much, but you know, as I'm working with Matt, you know, he's like, as consistent you are with training, you can, you can get away with eating a lot more food. So it got to, I think my camp before that I was eating like 2,800 to 3000 calories a day or something like that. But this past fight camp, I, 3,500 was like on the low end for me. I was eating 3,500 to 4,000 calories every day. It's like a breakfast for me, but I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was eating a, I was eating a look ton. That, look at the look definition of the lats. That's Who crazy. That? Like I straight got muscles. That's crazy. I look never had dude. muscles prior to this fight. <laughs> and that's on weight. That's so crazy mm, to me. We're looking at his uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. The, the weigh in. So what do you do 
besides this? Like, what is a hobby? Well, I mean, what do you do to, to get away from this? I don't get away from this. I don't look to get away from this. Uh, I, I don't understand even the slightest bit when guys speak on getting burnt out. Uh, you know, I've loved this all my life. This is all I've ever wanted. This is all I know. I, uh, you know, I do play video games. I tell people that I sound like a, a broken record when I say that. Like, yo, know, oh, I play video games. A lot of guys say that, but I mean, literally, like that's the only thing I do. If I'm not training, if I'm not recovering from training, I'm watching film. I'm studying these guys. I've, I've seen every guy's fights in my division multiple times over. Uh. Yeah, the game's constantly evolving, so I feel like I constantly have to stay tapped into it. Do you feel that? Because uh, another thing we've talked about is people who uh, the, you cross train across. But yeah. do you, do you uh, what do you feel about people who hit, get hit the UFC or hit the big time and then they they leave their gyms? Which I don't ever, uh, ever understand that because mm-hmm. you got here like this. Why would you all of a sudden change who, your your comfortability, your surroundings, and stuff when you yeah. can, you can always cross train? Uh, what what do you think about that? So yeah, that's uh something I've like uh you know had to find out about after my contender series fight. You know I got signed to the UFC and Kraus had reached out to me. You know Kraus is an OG in the game, 10, 15 plus fights in the UFC, and he had uh you know invited me out there to train. And you know I was I was comfortable with my training here at home. I wasn't really uh you know looking to train elsewhere. But once I got to the UFC, like you said, you know uh, that's kind of like the the way it goes, you know, guys get signed to the UFC and then they go off to a bigger gym or whatever. And yeah, I just thought it would kind of be silly for me not to not to try it, not to see, just go out, you know, just to see what was up with it. And uh, yeah, so I ended up going out there to Glory. Lo- loved the training out there. Loved the guys out there. Like his world class training. Cross is a world class coach. And but something just uh, it just fell off to me. It didn't really. It didn't really like I just couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, man, the the training is great. I'm like, why don't I feel like this is the right thing? It just it just didn't sit well with me. And uh yeah, I was out there cross training for about I think a year probably. But then it kind of just hit me and I realized that, you know, uh I was you know, I was fine where I was at. If it ain't broke, don't break it. And uh, you know, I hone spent my entire life honing my skills at home and i didn't want to uh you know and then i a, a ton of things came in came into play there like i didn't want to uh really neglect and abandon all the hard work i put here at home to you know all that credit be given to you know glory and kraus and because you know i was i was hearing that constantly in my interviews i was you know whenever anybody would speak of any good things about me or anything i did they would you know relate it to you know glory this glory that and all that and i was just like you know i i knew how to fight before i stepped into glory you know i, I you know i had i had skills before i got there you know and uh yeah and then you know the whole thing of you know you got to get out of your comfort zone you know i know that's a big thing that you know a lot of people talk about you got to get out of your comfort zone well you know i feel like everybody's different you know you got those guys that they need that they need to get away from home and get away from their comfort zone because they have a bunch of distractions here and all that but then you got the guys that are, you know, there's been UFC world champions who stay at home and, you know, they, they're they around their family every day. And, it, you know, it's exactly what they need to be in the mindset to train hard and dedicate themselves to their craft. And mindset is everything. And I'm a huge belie- I'm a huge believer in a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter. And just, yeah, being out there at glory, being away from, uh you know, my mom and my, my friends and my girlfriend. And I just wasn't 
as happy, even though the training was great. I just wasn't as happy. And so, yeah, that's when I uh, decided to come back, come back home. And yeah, my mind was made up that I'm not going anywhere. And, you know, I just, I'm always, uh, you know, adjusting and having talks on myself and stuff. And I just made that decision. I'm like, no matter what I accomplish in this sport, you know, no matter how big or how small, whatever I accomplish, I want it to be from right here at home in St. Louis. That's awesome. That's, that's beyond awesome, baby. Future, two-time, two-time. <laughs> For sure. Two-time. Yeah, you can't get the uh, Kansas City skyline over you. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, hell no. Nah. St. Louis one. So, so you're kind of stuck here. I think that you know that now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried it. I, I stepped away for a brief second, but yeah. So no as, far as, as far as other uh, St. Louis um, UFC uh, guys, uh, you see Michael Johnson around ever? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, yeah, he came. He he comes in uh, transit. Project Deliverance with Matt Owen whenever he's in town. Yeah, I've got to I've got to chat with him a bunch. He's a cool, dude. Yeah. He's long too. Yeah, long, lanky. Yeah, we both kind of got the same thing going for us. We're long and lanky for our division. Uh, a lot of them. Um, a lot of the ones out of St. Louis are uh, right around your weight class. The mm-hmm. ones that people know: Michael Chandler, Louis Pena. Who knows where he's at? But uh, Joaquin Buckley is one of the ones that's not. Uh, but yeah, Michael Johnson. Um, yeah, hopefully you don't ever have to meet any of the. Uh, Local guys it, in there. Hopefully, unless for, it's Michael Chandler. Hopefully for right. Belt or something. Hopefully like for them, they ain't got to meet. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I've been saying you man. got that the wrong way. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm there. No, I, I don't see myself, yeah, fighting any of those guys because I'm, you know, those guys are a weight class above me at 55, and I'm a, I'm gonna make my name at 45 and run through uh, that until, division. until, until two two weight champ. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> my my nutritionist is telling me that you know this me making 45 as I get older is gonna be harder and I won't be able to do it, but. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep at 45 for as long as I possible. I just need you to prove me right once again. That's all, that's all I want, man. Prove me right once again. <laughs> oh, you got me being two time oh, champ. You yes. want to move up to 55? Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, especially with this work I'm putting in with Matt Owen and like each camp I'm getting stronger and bigger. That's the only thing that's really uh keeping me from 55 now and and was before was because you know I even though I know I can outstrike these guys, you know I just know those big strong wrestlers are gonna you know so. Want to hold me down? I would. I'm. I'm just guessing here, uh, but I would imagine you're going to have a hard time finding the people to sign a contract, even in the UFC. Uh, you present a lot of challenges to all different types of fighters. So, what would you would you be interested in bouncing between the two, even at this early of an age, if the if the right person or the right dollar fits it? The right dollar for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, I really, I really am kind of against that because I just, I feel like you know when you do that, uh, you know, I, I want the UFC to 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 see like a clear future for me if look that at, makes sense. Look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want yeah. them to, uh, you know, and I and and then when you bounce around, it kind of make it makes it harder for you to get a number by your name. And I know you know when you get ranked, that's when you know you you know as far as negotiating negotiating things and all that you know you can get more money and stuff and yeah i just and i feel like i'm close to uh you know two three more solid wins i'll be close to cracking that top 15 if you if you're gonna get fights yeah so they're gonna avoid you man man i i did not anticipate that coming at all you know i thought once i got to the ufc guys were gonna be you know stumbling over each other trying to get to me and you know just raising their hand calling me out i mean i don't think one guy has called me out since i got to the ufc (laughs) i've called out you know quite a quite a few and haven't got the responses i've been expecting and yeah it's uh well one uh one of the guys who do you do you still uh have melsic bagdazarian's name on your uh 
Yeah, that's what I want. You said you were going to take it down. I after. did. Yeah, I did take it down. Uh, yeah, that's one. And and yeah, like when I when I speak on this stuff, like it's not like I'm. I don't want people to think like I'm claiming everybody's scared of me. You know, I said it. That ain't <laughs> that ain't that ain't what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't think these dudes are scared of me. I know that you know. There's life outside of fighting for other guys, not me. But yeah, there's life outside of fighting or whatnot. You know, you might injuries happen. Uh, you know, family stuff or whatever the case may be. You know, there's a there's other reasons for a guy not accepting a call out, not wanting to fight, other than being scared. But you know, it's just but like you can't overlook the fact that you present a lot of challenges for somebody at 45. Uh, that you, it's a pass. Oh yeah. Like, why? You're somebody that. You wouldn't want to fight in a short notice fight either. You would like you want time to prepare for that and try it, but you still can't train for what you bring. Yeah. So I I don't know if it's fear. It's just so much as a uh, I'm gonna pass on this challenge at this point in my career right now. Yeah, I I agree with you 100. So yeah, like I don't think guys are necessarily scared of me. Like I don't I'm not you know like I said I right. don't have these huge muscles and I'm like like not this you know one touch vicious knockout power or anything like that. But I just think all of them know. That I'm not an easy fight no, for any of them. It's risky. Yeah, like you know, they know that they're you know I'm a I'm a tough challenge, and that you know they're going to be in for a fight when they uh, fight me. Do you um do you do you still think that maybe Melsic could be the next opponent? Yeah, yeah, I I I just got a good feeling about that. I think the, we can make that fight the, happen. The sniper versus the gun. Yeah, dude, it's perfect. It's perfect, man. You're, you're six three. He's five eight. Yeah, That's awesome. I I'm really surprised by him not saying anything. I thought for sure the moment I tagged him in that post that he was going to you know oblige 100 percent and be all for it but uh he might be like silent dave and not uh do social media (laughs) so yeah people were telling me that he like doesn't speak very good english Mm -hmm. so i made sure to add words in there that i know you know foreign fighters know like you know respect and the word fight and yes or no like you know and the picture of us side by side like you know what i'm saying i don't care how bad your english is uh, there, it's 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 just a compelling matchup. He, uh, you started boxing Ooh, at eight years nasty. old. He started karate at six years old. Uh, you're boxing, kickboxing, MMA. He's also boxing, kickboxing, and MMA. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the gun versus sniper, man. It, that'd be that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, but if I'm if my kid was to box or do karate at six, I should probably gonna have him box. Like is karate really self defense at six? I don't know. I didn't do was, karate. Was Melsic, I'm not a big fan of karate. I'm just trying to sell the fight, man. Was Melsic a, yeah. I bet Melsic had a black belt at eight. Yeah, that's how they do in karate. Oh, I've never been a, a a high praiser of karate. I will say uh, that. I was at this fight too. Oof, that was my first time making forty five. Uh, yeah, against Seth Bosler. I wasn't with the nutritionist this time. I was eating like two salads a day. I. I had the lowest energy coming in that fight. I was damn near killed myself trying to make 45. Your face looks like it a little bit. Oh, and, dude, and I still was dom- hurt. And you still dominated. I was hurt. I I cringe. I can't even watch this fight anymore, man. I cringe <laughs> watching this fight. I'm my toughest critic. But, yeah, that Melsic fight, man, I'm really hoping for that one. I'm really hoping for that one. Um, How many pairs of Air Force Ones do you have? Air Force Ones right now, none. But what? yeah, Air Force Ones, yeah, none. Air Jordan One, Jordan yeah. Ones, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Jays guy for sure. Yeah, LeBron. In high school though, uh, that's literally all I had. I had uh, one pair of all black high top Air Force Ones, and I wore them bitches. Every so other day. than fighting, you like to collect shoes. Yeah, okay. I do like. Yeah, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy collecting Jordans. I uh, my first pair of Jordans I ever had really was after my Contender Series fight. Always was a huge fan of Jordan, like in middle school, high school, would like 
you know, I wanted them so bad. Just, you know, they're the most expensive shoe you could get. You ever had a pair of uh, LeBrons? I do have one pair of LeBrons. I got them a long time ago. Yeah, I got one pair of LeBrons to hoop in. Right. I've never owned a pair of Jays, but I've had five LeBrons. LeBron, LeBron's your guy, right? Yeah. You're a big basketball yeah, fan? Yeah, we, my kids got them, too. We we, we all go. The only, only thing, that, shoe thing-wise, that we do together. Oh, okay. Um, hey, do you want to do a rapid fire? I'm down. Hey, so I'm gonna. Uh, so I've got a list of things, uh, like just a word or a phrase, and uh, and I'll ask you, uh, give your thoughts. It could be one word answer. You could say I don't know, or say whatever you want about it. I'll, I'll do the same with Danny and go back and forth. Okay. Uh, so I'll start with you. Uh, Red hot ripplets. Fire. They're good. They're probably tear my stomach up because I haven't had like potato chips or nothing like that in a minute. But yeah, good. St. Louis staple right there. All right. Danny. When's the last time you had potato chips? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't. I really couldn't tell you, dog. When's the last time you had pizza? Pizza? Uh, Right after my fight. Oh, right. Yeah, in Vegas. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Pizza Rock. Some of the best pizza I've ever had. I like the seasoning, I like the chips, everything about it. Yeah, they've got red hot ripplet like um like seasoning for like uh mm-hmm. brisket or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can get red hot ripplet chicken wings and stuff. Uh Sean, Northwest Plaza. Man, dangerous. Ghetto. <laughs> uh you, you grew up in North County, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah, yeah. Right. Back at, I remember people used to, you know, get shot in the uh, arcade and shit and they had a they had a crazy arcade there though. It was it was it was huge. I heard Air Force Ones were free at that footlocker. For a lot of people, yeah, for yeah, <laughs> y'all just been to say, depending on who went in there. Uh, I, I didn't go up to North County as I was older, right. so that shit was closed. Uh, Sean uh, or Danny, South Broadway Athletic Club. Oh, pro wrestling. That's the first thing I think of. That and I'm open to there. <laughs> uh, Sean, isn't that uh, that what first comes to mind is Bo Coons? Isn't <laughs> yeah, that where yeah, he trained? Yeah, that's where you guys tra- where, trained yeah, there. Right? We that's didn't where... train out of there. They hosted the fights there. Oh, okay, okay. It used to be a pro re- when we were little kids and shit. They had pro wrestling out of there. Okay, uh, stuff like that. It's a South City staple and shit. What was the gym that? Is uh, South, it was South, South, South uh, yeah, Southside Fight Club. Okay, okay, it, yeah, it was down actually in the neighborhood and stuff. We don't talk about it though. Oh, okay. Because we don't uh, talk about the Southside Fight Club. Oh, okay, I got you, <laughs> got you. Fight <laughs> no, Club yeah, rules. It was, it was, fight Club rules. Yeah, it was down in the neighborhood, a couple blocks from where we grew up at and shit. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Who? Sean Mosses. Who? Mosses. Aren't you from Saint Anne? No, 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 I grew up in uh, Ferguson. Wikipedia is full of shit. Yeah, yeah, now, St. Anne, hell no, I never, what the hell is my, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Ferguson before it was, you know, world-renowned Ferguson. I, I, I guess we can't blame Dave for this since you already no. said it was Wikipedia. No, I should have fact-checked. You should have done a little better. Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Terrence Crawford and the welterweight uh, scene in uh, boxing. Uh, I, I mean, whenever I, you, you speak of Terrence Crawford, I want to see that him versus Errol Spence. You know, that's the that's the fight to make. Politics, man. Yeah, I don't know why that has not happened. That's like Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. They're gonna these dudes aren't gonna fight for like another five years or something. Uh, yeah, that fight just happened. Uh, did for, you watch it? The uh, Terrence Crawford and versus, Sean Porter. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I've had, ever since you like I said, you know, my life revolves around UFC and MMA now. Ever since I've you know jumped into MMA journey, and I've kind of. Uh, Fell out of touch with boxing a little bit. I'm still pretty pretty knowledgeable on the, on the sport and like what's going on, but not nowhere near like I was. Yeah, ask about welterweight because that'd be so. You started at uh, heavyweight is mm-hmm. when you were boxing, right? No, 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 no. I my no, I. Uh, but these days you would be a welterweight. Yeah, my my last amateur boxing match was at 152 pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't blow up until a couple years after high school and like when I went to hit squad. 
for some, I had it in my head that I wanted to be a heavyweight, and like I was eating like ridiculous, trying to gain weight so bad, because you know I figured a heavyweight I would be you know faster than everybody, but I didn't think about the whole grappling part. Is it is there one of these things where um uh you you know you could always go back like like somebody my size should never should never fight you know at all never at all <laughs> you're right but 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 cer- certain people just can't like Colin Anglin he could never ever ever go up to like heavyweight yeah, I mean, yeah you got to have silly. the frame for it but but you kind of I mean, you you kind of have that option if you really want it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, not now so much as I'm older and like you know that would take time. But yeah, like back then when I was like experimenting with my body or whatever, yeah, I was uh yeah, I, it could have went either way. Like I could have been a heavyweight and or what I am now, featherweight. Wait, I heard you had two over two hundred amateur boxing matches. No, so my amateur boxing match when I left off, it was, I was forty six and three. That's, so I had forty nine amateur fights. Right on. It's still a considerable amount, but not near the 200. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, when I tell people I have 49 fights, they're like, oh, my God, you know, that's a lot. But, yeah, like you said, there's it's so common for kids to have two, 300 right. fights, fighting every weekend. You know, I was on the, you know, the lighter side of that. Uh, Danny, uh, Christmas trees, real or fake, and decorations? Uh, both, and wherever your wife puts them up at is the best place they should go. <laughs> I get a real one upstairs for the family, and there's a fake one in the basement year-round. That's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm either or on those. My mom, she uh, she jumps straight past Thanksgiving, and she got the Christmas decorations up already. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they, they, yeah, she don't play about that. I, I appreciate her. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Ted Drews or other... F- uh, frozen custard, other frozen. So I don't know if this was frozen, frozen custard. Have you guys ever had Iggy's? Back in the day, that's some old school stuff. Back in the day, St. Louis Iggy's. Where was Iggy's? They had a couple of them. There was, you know, North County. Uh, I know, I know Skeeters up in North County, which is insane. And I blew right past that one when I found out you didn't come from there. <laughs> but uh, yeah. no, no, Ted Drews comes up quite often. Uh, he has thoughts. Only when that. Lane brings that bullshit up. Yeah, I've only had Ted Drews a couple of times. You now, know? There's certain things around South City and stuff that people like just fawn over and like, oh, it's so St. Louis and it's mm. not. It's just nasty. Are you waiting <laughs> in a two nice. hour line for it? For, it's not nah, hell. Nah. The risk, the risk and reward. Two hours is not that good. <clears throat> it is not that good for two hours. It feels like two hours when you're sitting in your car while Lane the kids just are take, up there getting. Yeah, up there. I'm not getting up there. Let the lady do it. Lane <laughs> just takes all his dates there and stuff. It's so generic. <laughs> Basic ass. Yeah, I was say over Ted Drew's. I'd be yeah, Iggy. That's the, that was the spot in St. Louis. There was like three or four of them. They're all shut down now. But that was the go to for so for that, ice cream. That was and, where it was at for frozen custard. Oh hell yeah! Well, frozen. It says frozen yogurt, but it just ice cream. Ice cream. My ice cream spot was always Iggy's. But now, yeah, like I'm, I I'm, I rock with Dairy Queen before Ted Drew's. <laughs> When's the last time you had? Uh, are, you, are you gonna argue with him? Are you no, argue? no, you're not gonna argue. No, like, this isn't about what's what up I with Dairy. How y'all feel about, about Dairy Queen? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I like Queen, there's a Dairy Queen, an old Love school Dairy one, Queen. a walk-up window Dairy Queen. Okay, like yeah. right there. There's something like special right about street. Dairy Queen yeah. ice cream. I like yeah, Dairy Queen. Uh, Lane just loves fucking the bullshit. I just love to hear you get all upset. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, police on Highway 70. Thoughts? <laughs> I I haven't got pulled over in forever. I. What is bad over there? Is police are bad on Highway oh, 70? On 70. I Sean, Sean must not be speeding at all. They be on no. you. No, I, no speeding. Uh, I do a little something, something. You know, Pine Lawn used to be. Ugh. I, I hit that right there, the, the two seventy and seventy. And as soon as I get on there to go to Bo's house, man, we're doing fifty five and it's the slow. Everybody's that's honking. what I do. Like, you ain't. I'm not getting pulled over around this. If I can't speed, I'm miserable, man. <laughs> oh, I'm not at all because I'm like I'm gonna get there, Bo. It'll be a minute, but I'm gonna be there. <laughs> um, 
Sean, uh, the casino. Woo. So, yeah, uh, not so much anymore, but I used to treat that kind of like a nine to five job. I used to go up there. <laughs> Uh, quite often, played a little roulette and stuff. My mom, when, as soon as I turned twenty one, my mom took me to the casino with her. And the first time, first day I went, I won like three hundred fifty bucks on the slots and was kind of like hooked and went on a spree. Like after I turned twenty one, I uh, went for like two months, like every day, and was just had the best luck. And then after that, I never had that luck again. Damn near lost everything I won, gave it all back, and I ain't been back since really. I did a little recount on Sean, and I knew that he liked to play, the, go to the casino. And play. I was told the uh, slot machines, though. Which, so my mom, yeah. So okay, so when I do go to the casino, I literally is just for the sole purpose of taking my mom there. My mom and my aunt Nana love those two old ladies to death. They have supported me from day one, and shout are, out. Oh yeah, are a huge reason why I'm, I was able to, uh, you know, work on my craft as much as I've been able to. And yeah, I, yeah, you know, after every fight is tradition, I go out to eat and I take both of them out and take them to the casino and they, you know, gamble their little hearts out. And yeah, I just tag along with them and I can just go for the food. And that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, my, my wife used to work there and uh, she she had seen you because she knew you were from Bo and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And, Wait, Hollywood? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. And nice. She, she had talked about it. And then when I, when I told her you were coming on and stuff, she was like, ask him how the casino's doing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, I see, yeah, I'm, I go up there. Uh, on occasion with my mom, but yeah. So, so Hollywood over Ameristar. Oh yeah, hundred really? percent. Yeah, I've never won a dollar at Ameristar. <laughs> Ameristar is jank. They got a really good buffet there, but yeah. As <laughs> yeah, far as the is. gambling, I don't ever win nothing there. Um, uh, guy's name Sean S E A N versus S H A W N. Thoughts? <laughs> uh, S E A N is the is the right way to me. <laughs> the only way. Uh, yeah, a lot of people give me crap for that. They say you know the S H way is the right way, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like S E A N is better. But of course, I'm biased. You know, the uh, S H way is the feminine way. I would assume I'd be like, what you name your daughter, Sean? Yeah, yeah, that's not must be what that is. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I'm with you on that, <laughs> uh, Danny. Um, Island Boys. Oh, fucking, lo- <laughs> I fucking love. I fucks with them. That, that, dude, man, make your money, kids. <laughs> Do your thing. I still haven't even heard that oh, their thing, where bro. Where's Steve? We're stand by Steve. I Island even, Boy. This is the, the Island worst Boys. Time. They they really got like famous off of that. Like they, yeah, well, I they're uh, like they're I, making money. Like they're making money yes, money from that now. Yes, that's crazy. They, they look like the, a built walking billboard. But they're taking care of their mom and shit like that. Yeah. If you like, I, you you see them on the surface and you're like, man, these fucking mm-hmm. idiots. But yeah. then you hear about a little bit of their backstory and shit. Like they had a little rough life. Thirteen. They spent like thirteen to eighteen in juvenile and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. That that's really tattoos. That shit's like real. Uh, so that, yeah, I've seen pictures of them, but like I haven't heard the the song they're famous for. Yeah, there will. I haven't heard any of their. The song's horrendous, mm-hmm. but uh, the fact that they're making money and selling merchandise and stuff, do your thing, man. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, like yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for people, uh, you know, just grinding and you know changing their lives and changing the lives of their families and stuff. Yeah, they, they got me when they was talking about not they're able to buy their mom this and that and shit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, those guys better not speed on seventy, man. Uh, are you, they're, <laughs> they're targets everywhere they go. I, and when I first seen him, I was like, there ain't no way that's real. It's like some character shit they're playing. Yeah. Nah, that's. So, yeah, there, there's so much there's so much of that to where, like, people these days, you know, they just, uh, you know, kind of put themselves out there and play this character. But they do it with the sole purpose of uh, knowing that they're going to, you know, acquire views and attention and they'll get, you know, money from it and be able to take care. You know, they're like, well, you know, sh- I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. I'm just going to do what I got to do to take care of my people. You know, I, I should have done it a long time ago then. Fuck. Um, um, 
uh, Danny cold plunge as a uh, yeah <laughs> as a health or, the uh, last time you asked this I was like yeah go go jump in the Mississippi once or twice a year when it's cold as fuck out and shit nah y'all don't do yeah you guys do that no the cold plunge I I I used to do um like a cold shower every yeah. morning yeah I've where, heard about that a lot yeah where you 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 let yourself catch your breath you know you give it a few seconds and you can turn the hot that, on that yeah but fucking, it's miserable yeah it sounds horrendous. And it, it, but it but trust me you have no problems the rest of the day because nothing's gonna bother you because you done you done had the worst you already was miserable yeah i don't know it just does something to your mind my chiropractor is big on that he's always trying to get me to do that uh, what do you think about a chiropractor he does you like him does he work for you yeah i love it so my car he's he's like my chiropractor and nutritionist at the same time well it's a combo him and his wife my uh katie and jacob share uh jacob shares my chiropractor katie's the nutritionist and yeah he's real uh he's real big on those cold showers in the morning how did you come about all of these uh these people that like the, your nutritionist uh, your chiropractor all these yeah. people that you have helping you i mean you're in the ufc and you've gone far but mm-hmm. it, you're not five eight years into a ufc run or anything right. like that how did how did was it organic that you seek them out did they seek you out it was it was super organic it uh so yeah, that was a huge another huge factor in why I uh, decided to move my move my training back home full time was just because that my team of people here, you know, like when I was out there at Glory, you know, as great as Kraus is and that gym is, it's like you know that gym had uh, ten to fifteen UFC fighters there, and what comes with that is you know a real busy schedule for Kraus, you know, and you know not being able so you know he's gone every weekend or you know the the coaches there are gone every weekend traveling you know somebody's always got a ufc fight or you know another fight in another big promotion and you know it's like what good is this um you know great mind of the game if i can't you know utilize it as much as i would like to you know versus here back home i uh you know as selfish as it sounds this is a selfish sport i have a whole team surrounded about surrounded around me you know and the you know the sole focus is on uh getting me prepared the best way possible to go into these fights and yeah, so after uh, a, a few fights on the regional scene here, I think I was three and zero, four and zero. Jacob and Katie, they were at one of my fights here, and they reached out to me and said that they would like to work with me. And so yeah, I started working with them, making the trip out there, and getting you know adjusted by my chiropractor, and them adjusting my diet and helping me cut weight a lot easier. And just slowly but for surely, like the, my team started building. I guess you would say. Uh, my boy Jordan Dowdy, he put me in touch with, uh, well, just through him, I came across Sub-Zero, Cryotherapy, Megan Sanders, and, you know, they she helps me out with all of my recovery and massages. I do cryotherapy two to three times a week. I uh, get massages from them often. So, yeah, then my recovery is checked off through Sub-Zero. And then, like I said, I got my chiropractor, Jacob and Katie, who, you know, reached out to me on the regional scene before I blew up, before I had any somewhat named to myself and uh then my boy matt owen he uh i ran into him about three four years back got with him because one of the sub-zero locations he it was in the same building his strength conditioning and one of the sub-zeros in the same building and i linked up with him so yeah i got my recovery my strength and conditioning chiropractor and uh nutritionist yeah did all all the boxes checked right? yeah so it's like you know i I really didn't, you know, feel I don't I feel like I, I'm set right here at home. Yeah, I think you got a good uh, a good place you train at and stuff like that. The minds, the intelligence level of them uh, mm-hmm. is really high. What is how does Jordan Downey play into that? How did y'all click? Uh, uh I mean, I, I don't really know how to explain like 
how we clicked it just you know you click with who you click with it right. just happened you know what i'm saying he uh i met him i'm trying to think damn it's been so long how did i first meet jordan it happened through wolves then he had already knew mop and he was coming and doing some cross training and uh yeah me and mop would go to cmma at the time over there in illinois yeah yep yeah. where jordan that was his first home gym and we started training there and yeah he just was a good dude a good training partner was would help me with my uh my ground game help me with my wrestling a lot and he was just a really good training partner for me and we both uh you know kind of had the same mindset the way we operate and think about things and yeah our friendship just grew and he's you know he's he always uh goes above and beyond for me to you know make sure that i you know have what i need for these fights and just you know i've uh i mean the best way to explain it is you know i've got friends that you know he just our friendship was more of like uh it didn't matter you know how long we knew each other type yeah, thing it's yeah. just like you know he just proved right off the bat that you know he's a real one he's a solid friend so yeah no that's good stuff man um did uh did he have a fight recently jordan yeah uh no, he's been doing he's been doing a lot of jujitsu, lots okay. of jujitsu. He's got uh, I think he's he's trying to get some get some going here now. Okay. Trying to got some in the works. Um, Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. I'm, I'm more uh, probably equal, really. I mean, I wasn't a big. Um, if I had to pick one, it'd be Mortal Kombat. That's a, one of more you know sub zero oh, younger the, than the me. get over here guy. <laughs> Street Fighter. Only people I know off Street Fighter is uh Mortal. Kid and Ryu. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's the shit, man. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, if I had to pick Mortal Kombat, yeah, for sure. Scorpion, yeah, Sub Zero, Raid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Uh, way better. I don't know if Street Fighter's still coming out with games or not. I yeah, that's there, there's your answer. <laughs> there's your motherfucking answer. <laughs> yeah, right Mortal there. Kombat is definitely the better <laughs> I don't know one. Some in my people opinion. are loyal. Uh, what what uh, what system uh, do you play? Xbox, Xbox all day. Always Shit. been Xbox. Thank God, there's somebody else that's, around. No, that's that, Xbox shouty. That's how you know. Silent it. Dave over here. We get thumbs up from Silent Dave. Xbox, Xbox sucks. That's all how, right, we got three oh, guys. Man. In Xbox, we're the only three. I that's think. how you know Sean's young, and you're trying to be young. You, <laughs> fuck, you fucking hipster. I had a PS2. I was with a PS2 for a little bit, but then I got right back on the Xbox. Oh, PS1, PS2, PS3. And I'm, I'm trying to buy the new Xbox. I can't find them nowhere. Really? The new the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, it's, I can't find them nowhere. Not available. You, you can get a PS. Five if you're rich. Yeah. What are aren't those like a thousand <laughs> I, I, bucks yeah, or some shit? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, for your PS5. I but cannot. You there's yeah, a waiting four list. pairs of Jordan. Yeah, there's no. a waiting list on that. You can't even they're find. It's supposed them. to be like five hundred. Oh, I didn't even. T my kid. I'm not paying no thousand. My kid looked at me like after Chris opened up the Christmas presents last year, disappointed as shit because they didn't get no PS5. Yeah, I seen somewhere when I was just get, looking, they were yeah. supposed to drop some new Xboxes on Walmart, and they said four ninety nine. I'm seeing a thousand. They are tripping. Um. Uh, Sean, hot sauce. Uh, love hot sauce. I put it on. Uh, shit. I put hot sauce on. What it. kind? Uh, so there. I mean, there's this hot sauce from Trader Joe's oh, that yes. I use a lot. I know it's it's no. a, it's a, a bougie organic type hot no. sauce, but see, if I said that, Danny'd be fucking. <laughs> he'd well, be well, seething right now. He's not wearing one of those sweaters either. <laughs> the way I was gonna, but I more known hot yet. sauce, like you know, uh, Louisiana you hot like, sauce or the you can Tabasco. Stop. You can stop. You can stop. You can stop before Louisiana is garbage. That, that's you don't not, like that? It's it's not. What's, what is it? What's, your, what's, the, what's the hot Anything sauce? Anything but Louisiana. Oh okay. Uh, Jim Beam's got this steak sauce. That, this hot sauce that's fucking fire. Real nice. It, it's hot. Uh, get a lot of flavor to it. 
is that crystal is that louisiana that crystals yeah yeah th- no that's that's the one Cri- I use. crystals is a little uh a little um Sean. thicker than i think louisiana is 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 it's kind of more like Sean, danny described oh no not that louisiana okay you're so losing said, cool points here Sean. i said louisiana i don't lose i don't use that one i use the crystals i thought that was louisiana. crystals is the same thing crystals is what, what do you think about tabasco is that what is that i don't think it's had it, it if it's bland and you ain't got nothing else yeah yeah but I'm not. I like Tabasco. I mean, yeah, I'm not. But I'm not reaching for it, it. It does it depend on what you have? Like, like, what do you like on eggs? Do you do you put hot sauce on eggs? Oh, uh, I will put my this Trader Joe's hot sauce on eggs, but or put some salsa on there. Okay. Salsa, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we I will put hot sauce on eggs. I'm trying to think of the Ots main has got hot a nice sauce. sauce. Ots, hot sauce. The Trader Joe's hot sauce is called uh, it's like fiery or something like that. You like it hot, hot or? But it's not even hot. It's called fiery, some, but it ain't even hot. I, I'm, t- I just need it mild. Too much of a bitch to have it. Yeah, hot. no, yeah, I really don't like uh, super hot stuff. Right. I used to like bash flaming hot Cheetos, and like I had a real high tolerance for hot stuff, but yeah. some ruined it. Yeah, once you quit eating that stuff all the time, I, I can't take. Yeah. Hot, yeah, I the little bit of hotness, like I'm I don't, breaking I don't out want, sweating. I don't want that to happen. So we found a weakness. We finally found a weakness. House <laughs> sauce fucks um, me up. Hey, so so that's pretty much it for the uh, for the rapid uh, fire topics. Um, hey, I was going to ask you uh, about the best boxers in the UFC. Definitely believe I'm up one of them. Probably every time you talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah, they they wanted to bring it up a lot because I was on that car with Max Holloway, and you know he's you know claims he's the best boxer, and uh, you know. I mean, all power to him. You know, you're supposed to think highly of yourself. But, you know, I definitely feel like I'm one of them. And if I'm going to, uh, you know, li- list other ones, you know, Max Holloway, Jorge Masvidal, uh, that dude Adrian Yanez is really good. He has some really slick boxing. But, yeah, I 100% believe that I have, uh, if not the best, one of the, one of the, I'm one of the best boxers in the UFC. It's just a matter of time before I get to show it. You know, I've only had four fights in the UFC. Uh, but I'm definitely going to show that here soon. For the weight class, uh, I think like there's no one gonna compete with you on that because people just aren't gonna be able to get inside. Nobody's gonna outbox you at your weight class for sure. I, I don't believe so, anyways. I, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that 100. percent I believe. I don't care. You know, even as as much as I respect him, even if I get in there with Max, I feel like he'll be shooting for takedowns. <laughs> yeah. They all become wrestlers when you put them hands 100%. on. 100. percent Uh, so not James Tony. Uh, which is what Cormier said. Yeah, I seen somewhere they he had him listed as well. He think he being you know whatever super smart or slick or whatever. But yeah, James Tony, I wouldn't Cormier even is count. Just goofing off, man. Yeah, hell, dude, man. I wouldn't even count that, man. Um, so uh, upcoming UFC cards, uh, Font versus Aldo. Um, are are you interested in any of these? Um. Uh, yeah, what do you ask my opinion on yeah. who I think is gonna win? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be watching that card. I'm actually that's gonna be my first get together with all my friends. Uh, yeah, we're gonna all get together and watch that card. If I had to pick, I'm gonna go with Aldo on that one. Aldo, man, is is uh, people are like tr- trying to like write him off. I feel like, but I, f- I feel like Aldo's still in it, man. Is one of the best. So, so you do believe that there could be a resurgence? Like you can have like because he kind of did have it. That's why I kind of wrote him off because after the uh, McGregor fight. He had he had some issues. He had some troubles, mm-hmm. not just with with opponents, and he didn't. He got finished. Uh, Max finished him, I believe. Uh, yeah. He doesn't look really well until recently. So do you do you believe that he can have another resurgence? Yeah, one thirty five. He's he's still at one thirty five, right? Yeah, that's what. It, yep, at one thirty five. I, I really feel like Aldo can uh you know make some things happen. You know, I'm not like you know a hundred percent sold and like Aldo's gonna be the champ, but right. No, I know uh, yeah, saying. but no, yeah, Aldo is a, a for real player at one thirty five for sure. I always think when you get older though. Uh, Cause I'm more the speed kills more than anything. 
So going down down a weight class, even when I was younger and I would see fighters do that, it never made sense to me because uh-huh. now he may not be stronger, but he's faster and he's going to hit you more times. It, yeah. it never it never made sense to me. I always thought as you got older, you should go up in weight because your body changes a little yeah. bit, and they're not as usually they're not as fast as you go up. Yeah. Uh, so you think him going staying or going down to thirty five is the best for him? Yeah, I think that's what it, I mean, just you know it, the results looked, have showed. Right, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying like you know people thought I thought you know kind of I was leaning more towards what you said. I thought it was a wrap for him when he was at 45, but and then didn't he move back up to 55 for a second? Or I don't nah, know. But I, at 45, I thought it was a wrap. But now he's dropped it 35. It shows that that's the right thing for him. Uh, Rafael Fazeev versus Brad Riddell. Uh, that's, that's a banger. Yeah. That's a that's a, is, is did did some crazy stuff. Um, yeah, he's 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 got some movement and yeah, uh, he, and and good good boxing too. Like uh, I'm a yeah I'm a I'm a fan of both those guys. I really like their striking a lot. That's a matchmakers knew what they were doing with that one. That was a, a a good. That's a great matchup. I'm excited for that one. I don't know who I would. I that's really a toss up. I don't know who I would pick. If I had to pick one of them, I'd pick uh, Fazeev. I, I think Fazeev's gonna put on more of a show, but Brad's gonna is going to win. Uh, Clay Guida. Uh, every fight could be his uh, last fight. Is he, uh, is he still fighting? Yeah, he's on the That's card. Crazy. Nuh-uh. That's yeah, crazy. No, that's crazy. Who's he fighting? Uh, let's see. Clay Guida. There's no way. I think. I, uh, I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, no, he, he is. Was. He is. He definitely is. Uh, I can't remember who he's fighting. See, the fighting, UFC website the Carpenter. So bogus. Just yeah. Google Clay. I knew. I, I thought I knew this one. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, those are both older guys. Yeah, Leonardo Santos. What does older mean? He uh, <laughs> older for a fi- for, for a fighter. <laughs> Santos, Santos. That's who fought uh, Grant Dawson last. <clears throat> okay, the card after that uh, is the pay per view. One of them that we look forward to: Charles Oliveira versus Dustin Poirier. I'm going with Poirier, even though yeah, I'm going with Poirier, even though all Oliveira. I, I, so this is gonna sound weird. I think Oliveira's skills are better than Poirier's. Like I think he's the more skillful fighter, but Poirier is the more of a fighter. The more you know, he has that grit, that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's that. Tough. Yeah, there's just some things, some attributes, some things coming into a fight that you can't measure. You know that you know you got to still factor in though, like heart and grit and all that, those things. That's why. That's why I think Poirier win. Did you ever see his uh, little documentary they did? Yes. That yeah, that's when I discovered him. Ten he, times he, over. That's what, yeah. I do. I agree with you 100%. Oliver's skill set is uh, next to none. Yeah. Everywhere. He can mm-hmm. beat you anywhere. Yeah. I, I ain't going to say quit, but I'm not going to be so as PC as Sean. There's a little quit in him. Yeah. When things get a little tough and rugged, it, maybe he folds a little bit. I don't know right. if it's quit. He just, he ain't got what Poirier has got. And Poirier ain't got that. No. Name. That quit, that ain't there. That's, that don't live there. No, nah, that's, <laughs> that's all dog inside that guy. For real. Uh, Nunez and Pena. Oh, is Nunez hot? It, what you talking about looks wise? <laughs> it, it should, uh, I wouldn't say so. Right, I mean, no, you know, no, not no, my we, cup of tea, we, dog. We keep going. We keep going. <laughs> uh, who would I pick? Uh, yeah, I'll go with Nunez. Pena though. Uh, Pena is gonna give her a tougher fight than I think people are thinking though. No, I really, I think that I think she might. I she can't might, wait for a girl to really the only uh, t- become a uh, to compete for that belt. The only man. time it's ever happened is Katzengano, and Katzengano ate. 200 fucking punches to the face in round one and then she got tired and oh. then Kat won the fight after that. She took her down and beat up on her and stuff but she I ate didn't see punches. That and it's an old one. Probably might have been inside on curfew or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I got a, a, a Nunez though. I'd pick. Yeah, Nunez. she's a beast. Did uh did Cody Garbrandt go down in weight? Because yeah, uh, he's fight. Okay, so one twenty five now. Okay, yeah, so he's on that card too. Yeah, versus uh, Kai Kara France, somebody who I uh, yeah don't. I'm it's funny we were anyway. we were just talking about cutting weight, and you know I cut a lot of weight, but truth be told, like I hate cutting weight, and I don't say that like you know of course nobody likes it, and that is, but like I just hate the whole thought process behind it you have to take the cranberries out of the oatmeal when you're cutting weight no i'm saying like i think cutting weight is like some (laughs) some punk shit really like if i'm being honest i think it's some some punk shit really some chump shit it something in boxing that's never you know when i boxed i always you know was like three four pounds from my weight class whatever but when i got into this mma stuff and learned that's what these wrestlers do so cutting weight came from like you know the wrestling thing that's what all these wrestlers do you know they cut weight because they want that advantage of you they want to be the bigger guy and stuff and you know if i'm you know i made up my mind if i'm gonna do this you know what's that saying uh don't hate the player hate the game or whatever it's like hate cutting weight i think it's some punk shit but don't hate everybody if everybody (laughs) else is doing it it's like okay not only am I going to, you know, get with the program and do it again, do it too, but I'm going to do it better than all of you, you know? So uh, that's the only reason I even cut weight. I, I, like, I think there's a little bit of misnomer when it comes to cutting weight. Like, like are, you, are you dropping 10 pounds in the sauna the day of the uh, weigh-ins? The day of weigh-ins? Yeah, five pounds. Like, it, I, I consider more of what people do, like you, is you're, you're dropping weight mm-hmm. as, as opposed to like, man, I, I dropped 10 pounds, 12 pounds in the sauna. Mm-hmm. Uh I, that's that's what I consider like cutting weight, and that's more of like the what I I think you might be the punk shit or whatever. Uh, you're, you're just doing your thing. How many pounds on day of weigh-ins are you losing? So day of weigh-ins. So I so the day before. So the night before and the morning of. Right. I cut about uh, ten to twelve pounds of water. Ten Damn, to twelve pounds wow, of water. That's cutting weight for my contender series fight. It was about fourteen or something like that. But yeah, I just don't like the whole fact that these guys cut all this weight just because they want you know to have the advantage to have that advantage. But it's like if everybody's doing so, it, you do think it's an, it is an advantage. You think it's more psychological than actual? Because uh, like so, I so I'll cut you know like I'll step on the scale one forty five, one forty six, but I'm stepping in the cage that next day every bit of one sixty five. Yeah. So like these guys are putting you know putting we put on twenty pounds overnight you know put on, so it's like if I don't cut the weight I'm gonna step in there you know if I if I fight at what I walk around at you know I'm gonna be stepping in there on fight night against a guy twenty pounds heavier. You never than had me. no issues with rehydration or anything like cramps or nothing like that. Nah, You're thanks to right nah, nah, nah like right. these people yeah. Nah, nah I had weighed in twice at one eighty four and a half mm. and left my house at two o four and two o seven. The next day for the fight, yeah, yeah, feeling big as fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. Won both of them, and they were both quick. So, mm. <laughs> thank God, nice, <laughs> nice. But yeah, you know, like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, fight somebody 20 pounds over, uh, you know, heavier than me. So it's like I had to get hip to this cutting weight thing. And then, again, like I said, I'm so, you know, I cut so much weight, but I do it, you know, no issues. You know, I'm, I'm. I rehydrate. I put on twenty pounds or whatever. I just do it, you know, just like I want to be better. I, you know, I'm a competitor. Just like I want to be the best fighter in the world, and I feel like I'm the best at, you know, everything I do or whatever. I'm, you know, I cut weight better than all these guys. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that's that's uh, one of the adjustments you can make in the sport. Um, also, you could just uh, go to a different sport, which is what like Mike Perry and others have done. They've gone to BKFC, which is something if. Garbrandt loses. I wouldn't mind seeing Cody no glove 
Garbrandt. Okay. I, I've said that. Really. <laughs> um, no, so many times. No, but uh, in, in the BKFC, uh, what are your thoughts about the BKFC? Yeah, that stuff is brutal, man. Woof. That, uh, it's, I, yeah, it's, I don't really, I got mixed feelings on it. Yeah, it's brutal for sure. Pretty much every fight card, they, you know, tons of guys are breaking their hands, like every fight. And, uh, yeah, it's brutal, bro. It, you'd have to pay me a lot of money to do that. Um, speaking of Island Boys, uh, Sean O'Malley is fighting on that card. Um, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big he's O'Malley the third fan. Island boy, I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of him too. Yeah, I'm a big fan of O'Malley. He's kind of like we said earlier how guys uh, about the Diaz brothers, they don't know how regimented they they are. That's the same thing with O'Malley. I've learned a ton from uh, just observing him and listening to him as far as you know, just recovery and just health and wellness things. Like I've I've picked up a, a lot from that kid. He's having a little issues with those, with that stuff right now, though. What do you mean? He's be hitting the bottle and Friday night and Saturday night kicking and hanging out. O'Malley? From his words. Drinking yeah. too much and he's, stuff? Because he, uh, he's from Montana or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he didn't drink until he was right. 21. Yeah. And then uh, since he's hit this popular, and he's, he, yeah. he was on the uh, the Brothers show, whatever their name is, the yeah. Paul Brothers. Yeah, yeah, he's been kicking it with them. Yeah, and he was. Uh, he said that uh, the drinking and partying on the weekends is taking a little bit out of him. He's got to kind of curtail that. Because uh, he's like, yeah, I listened to that on his podcast. He was saying that on a couple of his podcasts and stuff. I feel like that that was he that was just like a little brief thing no, for like a couple weeks. He used to I, look I, like to a me, tatted it up feel Chase like Hooper, more of a like a down to earth, like a human being. Yeah. You just see him, you just see him on TV, and he's doing this this dribbling between his legs and all this goofy stuff. So yeah. you get you you draw a conclusion that's wrong. Mm. And then when I heard him on that podcast, I looked into him. I'm a huge fan of him now. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. He, you know, he, he was talking about how you know you you you're dedicated and real disciplined for you know eight to ten weeks at a time and stuff. And then you know he was kicking it with the Paul brothers. They were flying him out to L.A. and you know he was drinking and partying and you know staying up four or five in the morning or whatever. And he did that. He went on like a three day bender of doing that. But then he flew right back home and uh you know got right back to the grind and. But like he was, I, I'm pretty. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't really know his life, you know, like that. But I'm. I think he made a couple trips out there where he would, you know, do stuff for like two, three days at a time. But he's whenever he signs for a contract for a fight, though, he's he yeah, locked he in. Did, he did say that too. He said that nobody in that eight weeks, ten weeks is doing anything like I'm doing. Yeah, that's the yeah, and I'm huge on that. Like that preparation and that. That's where you know, I mean, already without that you know i'm a pretty confident person but that's where you know you draw more of that confidence from knowing that you know there's literally you couldn't be no more prepared like you're doing everything right um dominic cruz uh is, is on the prelims for pro probably the first time in a while that's ridiculous crazy <clears throat> well that's how stacked that card is no nah. um uh ryan hall is a guy who's on that card who's who's kind of interesting what do you think about guys who are strictly grapplers like that uh, just waiting for him to get tested. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I would, you know, I'd be thrilled to fight a guy like that. You know, I feel like those guys who just have jujitsu, like, like it's literally all they have. Uh, I don't really look at those guys as as fighters for real. I'm not as I don't, you know, I'm not. I don't look at those guys as as scary as a lot of dudes do. You know, they don't. Uh, you know these these jujitsu guys who are solely jiu-jitsu don't react to you know getting punched in the face well and you know i think we kind of seen that with ryan hall's last fight i mean he got caught with some hard shots that knocked him out but just they don't they don't they don't like to fight they don't like to you know get punched or throw I, punches i have a little bit of question about that and kind of like uh 
you're you're extremely difficult to take down. Uh, some of the things though is uh, you're not so you're not so good on the on the mat and stuff like that. I uh, other than the one hiccup or whatever. How, how do you feel that your ground game or your getting back up game compares to anybody else? Yeah. So uh, so. I just basically sound like I kind of was shitting on jujitsu, but I love jujitsu. No, 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 it didn't sound like. Okay, it didn't sound like that. I was like, I love jujitsu, but yeah, I was just speaking on the guys who were like just jujitsu right, no, practitioners. I, 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 I love jujitsu. I've been working on my jujitsu religiously for ever since I've been in Wolfsden, and even before that, I thought I had you know, I think, I, well, yeah, I thought I had some sort of uh, ground game, but when I got to Wolfsden, you know, I realized like, okay, I need to really sharpen up my jujitsu. But uh, yeah, I know for a fact that when it does get there to where uh you know my fights get to the ground and we're i'm forced to grapple then i'm going to surprise a lot of people uh yeah i just i love jujitsu and i've been working on it for you a long mop, time now you and mop doing those exchanges still where he gets you on the ground you whoop his ass on the feet <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's pretty much how it goes man we have this like this battle at that you know like i'll you know have my way with him on the feet and then you know he gets me back on the ground but it makes me better you know and like i tell him that all the time like there's been times you know there's times where i go with uh some guys that i can feel they're kind of like you know uh, letting up on me or whatever. This was in the past to where they would let up on me, but I told Mop, you know, from the you know day one when I came to Wolves and when we hit that mat, I want you submitting me as many times, oh, you know, as you can in around when we go. And uh, yeah, he he, you know, did just that, and like you know, it just would be fewer and fewer submissions, fewer and fewer times of me tapping and stuff. And yeah, I, I just get, I feel like I evolve and get better. Uh, that way the best you know like you know go hard on me don't take it easy on me at all uh sean uh everybody's uh super super proud to have you to represent st louis i appreciate um, that man uh, uh the last fight was amazing can't wait to hear about the next one probably in march i guess yeah that's what i'm aiming for i'm aiming for march right now i got a, a couple of follow-up appointments with the doctor my hand ain't looking oh, oh, shit. so wow. hot right now i'm hoping uh what is going on in there so i broke my hand in my last fight june 5th and the 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 healing time on that they told me until it fully healed would be six months and i came back and this past fight i had was five months so i, I think it might have been a little bit too early and the exact same spot exact same lump and everything uh may have broken it again but it's so weird because last time when this happened i couldn't make a fist it i was in a lot of pain my hand was swelled up like a balloon but as you guys can see like i can make a fist it doesn't hurt at all it's so weird i got this lump so yeah we're gonna see i got an appointment uh to go get that checked out worst case scenario i'll be back in may though okay i want march good. but if you know if i can't if i have to end up getting surgery on this again it'll that'll put me at may which is only two months past what i wanted but so it'll be march or may i'll be coming back for another clean kill how can people follow sean woodson instagram stl sniper 314 i'm not a twitter guy i'm not you know i don't not too big on social media at all but yeah i'm i'm on instagram a lot more now and i'm gonna make a make a conscious effort to post a lot more on there so check I, me out on there i expect to see the christmas decorations and uh, <laughs> all that stuff we talked about today on instagram I'll, I'll get that up for you for sure i'll get that up for you uh, i followed your career for a long time now man i'm so happy to see that everything that that you were working for and everything that you've been about since you were a little kid man is uh coming to fruition it's been an honor for me to see that that maturation just over the last few years and stuff uh keep doing you man keep inspiring the masses and 
Hey, uh, DS St. Louis, baby. My man, yeah, I pre man, I appreciate that more than you know, dog. You've been, yeah, you always show me love, always show me support, and yeah, I'm gonna keep giving this all I got. Like I said, this is all I know. Oh, and great, thanks for coming out, man. Oh, no problem. Hey, uh, Sean, thank you for being here today. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys. I'll do whatever. <laughs> Dude, I get more nervous for that stuff than I do my actual fight, bro. Get better with them, though. Sure. I'm a gon' shine. Leave these niggas blind. Word to the prayer hands tatted on my key. You guys got my Wikipedia? I didn't even know I had a Wikipedia. This is uh, my first got, time seeing this. We, we we got all information on you that you don't even know about. That's crazy. I'm in it. Won't leave until they know the real me. All love, no hate. Let niggas eat off my plate. Now they wanna take what I gave. Fall from a slave, but I salute. The role being paved to fight that change. Flossing, flashing money, man, that shit so lame. I remember dead broke, walking tightrope, praying for hope. Trying to cope through this shit. Flipping dimes and nicks, slipping crib to crib. Fuck a bill, I'm stacking money. I'll pay that shit when I hit the ground running. Funny, when you getting money, niggas look at you funny. Like you ain't risking nothing, like you ain't been through something. The system full of niggas that wanted to live a little different. Stack money, knowing that these jobs ain't giving. You a rah-rah nigga, don't understand that language Deposits in the bank night, rah-rah in the face Embrace the hate, nigga stole my way Napkin, plate, cake I'm forever gon' eat Yum-yum nigga all over my face Come get a taste, life is great Exposing the fake, stay the fuck about my way We gone so on that my location is off Up north, I fly to where I can't be found My year, fuck off, I'm a spiritual crown Loud, turn it up, this that, I can't get enough Salute, stay true to you, no matter what you do Yeah <laughs>